Welcome to the Skin Club Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Rachel, a licensed esthetician and certified laser technician. And I'm Alita, a licensed esthetician and integrative health practitioner. Welcome Welcome to to the the club. club. Hello, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of the Skin Club Podcast. Today we have Miracle Workman. She is an amazing esthetician in Alaska. This is now her second time on the podcast. She has been very highly requested and she knows all things about business, aesthetics, and just how to literally be so successful in this industry. So we asked you guys to submit questions for Miracle. And so we're going to have her just answer all those for us today. But before we get started with that, let's start off with our weekly favorites and our weekly updates. Miracle, what is your weekly favorite for the week? Hi, you guys. So (laughs) um, I just had a baby. Amazing. (laughs) Two and a half weeks ago. And so life has just been very um, chill in all the best ways. And I barely left my house. So my weekly favorite is just my skin club sweatsuit. Like literally, I live in it and then wash it and then put it back on and just snuggling with my um with my baby and my Stanley. I got oh, like amazing. nude or what's it called? The driftwood. Yes. Stanley. So yeah. So I'm officially a part of the Stanley Club with like, you know. Yeah. That's amazing. Breastfeeding makes you so thirsty. So I'm glad that you have like a designated cup. It does um, make you thirsty. thirsty. Like the second that the baby latches onto your boob, your mouth goes like cotton dry. Really? Yeah. I like I get in position <clears throat> to breastfeed and then I'm like, shoot, where's my water bottle? I'm like, Tip. Yep. Yeah, seriously. It yeah. like instantly makes you so thirsty. Yep. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's pretty funny. So well, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. How's Thank little you. baby? Perfect. Healthy, perfect. Um, she's been like the best part of postpartum. I feel like Yay. all the hormone changes are, you know, what's been the overwhelming part. So yes. Yeah. What's her name? Navy. Oh, Maybe. cute. I love so that. I think that's literally on my girl's list. I love that name. <laughs> that's so <laughs> Thank you. Yay. Well, we're so glad that you're doing so well. Yeah. Thank you. Sweet. Okay, well, Rachel, what's yours? Hey, so my favorites this week are Christmas lights. I know it's not even Thanksgiving yet, but my neighborhood, there are lights that are starting to go up yes. and I just, I love it. And for Arizona, it's been so much cooler so I'm loving the cooler weather. I know it probably doesn't even compare to Alaska where you are, Miracle. <laughs> it's, it's been dark like, here, honestly. <laughs> it's been like what? What would you say? Like the temperature. Sixties, seventies, seventy fives. Just feels so good. We're cooling off. And then also Jason and I, my husband, we just started Ozark. Have you guys seen that? I've yes. I've like seen it, but I haven't like watched it. Like I've seen it in passing on clicking. Yeah. You know, one of the best shows, honestly. Yes. Really? I'm yeah. so we just started it. It's I'm so good. Out because Ryder and I are out of shows to watch. So yeah, not the binge for sure. Yeah. You finish it, Miracle? Oh yeah. How many seasons are there? I want to say like six. <gasps> I okay, could be wrong. Good. Cool. But yeah, they, it's like finished now. So Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Well, good to know. It it's like mystery, money laundering and money laundering. Yeah. Sweet. Keeps you on the edge of your seat. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's nice. So, yeah, Ozark for sure. That's really good. And that's all I have. What are your updates, Lita? No, favorites. Sorry. My favorites. Um, Peppermint JoJo's. 
What have you guys those? had them? Do you have Trader oh. Joe's up there? Oh my no. land, miracle! No. I need to ship you some no. of these cookies. They are so freaking good. They are like peppermint Oreos dipped in chocolate with more no. peppermint sprinkles on them. Oh wait, yes, I've had those. They are so They're good. Give me anything good. seasonal, honestly. I love no, it. No, literally, it's so 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 good. And I bought a few boxes of them, and I've just been stashing them in my freezer. And I just ran out, so I need to go get some more. Okay, so maybe I will literally ship you some. Seriously. <laughs> I would. I would we'll ship you some with your next merch. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just my weekly favorite. Pretty simple. Yeah. That's a good one. Yep. Okay. You said that your update is that you just had a baby. Oh my gosh. I blended my two together. That's my okay. update is just having a newborn. Um, the little wins that you have every single day. Like yesterday, I went on my first drive to Target and got Starbucks Aww. with her. And. Yeah, just taking it day by day and enjoying like the holidays and maternity leave and my new rhythm of life. Yeah, that's so good. What's your Starbucks order? Oh, it's different. I mean, like right now it's like a, a what is it? Chestnut praline latte with oat milk or peppermint mocha. That I'm like most so basic. Oh, <laughs> I love all the peppermint things this season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I need to add that to my list of things to order. I know, seriously. <laughs> Sweet. What's your update? Um, my update. So in case you don't know, anyone out there, I'm living in my parents' casita right now. And they just gutted their kitchen. So we do not have a kitchen right now because no. we found a ton of black mold. Oh. And our kitchen just started falling apart. Like the what the granite was sitting on the kitchen top, it was starting to like fall apart from oh water gosh. damage. So yeah, our update is we have black mold and I'm like, okay, awesome. I just started my mold cleanse Yeah, because I got a hair scan and we found mold from a different part of the house. Oh no. And now I'm going to have to do another cleanse to get rid of the mold. Jeez. And everyone in your family should do a cleanse. Yeah. Yeah. We're all doing it. We also just bought the air doctor, the air purifier. Good. So that came literally when I was on my way here. I saw it at the front there. door. So I was like, yes, we have that now. Um, yeah, that's my update. <laughs> I want a freaking ear doctor so bad. Yeah, they're nice. Um, okay, my updates. So I've just been doing hair scans like crazy because. I need to get on your yeah, books. You that. do. Well, it's I can, I'll just ship it to you. I'll ship it okay. to you ASAP. And then. With the peppermint, uh, whatever with you said. The, yes, All we will things. do that. Um, but yeah, so I've just been doing tons of hair scans and I finally went back to work this past week and it's just been so good. It's been so fun to kind of get back into a routine and see clients again. It's just how much are you back right now? I'm like starting at like four to five hour shifts, whereas yeah. before I left, I was doing like 10 to 12 hour shifts. So it feels like half days and I'm only doing two to three of them a week. Um, so it's, it's like easing back into it, you know? So, oh, yeah. yeah. And I typically, I open up four hours because I always overbook and like I'll book someone at the beginning and then at the end and maybe yeah. another at the, the end of the, of that <laughs> end. And yeah, I just, I overbook myself. So, so it I'm ends up myself small so that it ends up like a reasonable full day, like a six hour window, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, but that's, that's my update not something super exciting but that's about it awesome <laughs> yeah Kate let's jump into these questions for Miracle we're gonna yes. try to keep this episode around an hour so 
we're just going to bust out these yeah. questions. We have a lot of questions, so yes. we can do <laughs> as quick or long as you want. But okay. um, let me find them. Crickets. crickets. Okay. Okay. I, have, okay. I actually, I have a question for you before we jump into listener questions um, because it's all business related. Um, I want to ask, so say for someone who's completely new to business, they want to start their own business. What do you think the most important steps are for beginning to start your own business? That's so funny that you asked me that actually, because I, that wasn't one of the questions and that's literally what I like opened my notes with. Oh, oh, no way. Yeah. Perfect. So I literally started um, just taking notes based on the questions and I wrote that starting a business, I feel like a lot of your guys' listeners for the podcast are esthetician students or like new estheticians. So I think it's good even for people like seasoned estheticians to kind of get like the basics and start from ground zero. Um, I feel like none of us know a lot about business. We know a lot about aesthetics and like facials and what we're going into do. So everything else is just learn as you go and make mistakes. (laughs) And the more we can help people not, you know, start off on the wrong foot, I feel like the better the industry will be. Um, But anyway, I wrote that you need your professional license, of course. So your aesthetics license in your state, you need a business license and your business entity. So you need to figure out if you're going to be a sole proprietor, an LLC, how you want to file as your taxes. And as a lot of people may not have any idea how to figure that out, you need to find um, like a business lawyer or a CPA. In my experience, um, when I started out, I literally just Googled CPAs near me and I went into um, talk to a CPA and they helped me figure everything out based on like m- my questions and what information I was giving them and my plan for my business. Um, so I highly recommend someone just going to find a CPA and just asking questions and not being afraid to say like, I have no idea what I'm doing with this step, but this is my business plan. What do I need to do? What licenses do I need to have? Um, what entity should I be? You know, X, Y, Z. Um, going into a bank. So finding a bank you trust with people you can talk to um, and ask questions. Again, not being afraid to ask questions is huge because you don't know what you're doing when you're starting out. Um, But opening up a business bank account. So once you have your business license and entity, going to separate your finances right off the get-go. So not using your personal checking and savings to um, start your orders that you're doing for your, you know, if you're opening up your your room and ordering your supplies and your bedding, you want to right from the get-go start with um, a clean set of books. So keeping everything separate. Um, I wrote down personally to open up a business credit card right away. I just think having credit and establishing points and rewards and everything is so important. So knowing the basics of credit cards how they work, not how, you know, how to not get yourself into trouble with credit cards. Um, But starting with a credit card is just going to help you and reward you so much down the road. Um, Setting up a QuickBooks account. This sounds long, but it's like such quick, like tedious initial things that will set you up for success. But again, when you go find your CPA, if you ask like, how do I set up a QuickBooks account? 
Um, there are other software systems for bookkeeping that people use. I love QuickBooks Online. And again, I walked in and a lot of CPAs know how to use your QuickBooks Online. They'll help you set it up, kind of just teach you the ropes for general week-to-week or month-to-month bookkeeping so that you can just keep everything clean throughout the year and hand it over to your CPA at the end of the year for taxes. Um, and then that last year, like your finances, sorry. Yeah. Is yeah. that just the QuickBooks is? Yeah. So you link your bank accounts. Um, so if you have your separate, let's just say a simple checking and savings and a credit card for your business, okay. um, it could be as simple as that. So you have three like accounts that you're using for your business, the checking account, savings account, and a credit card. And all those can just be seamlessly linked to your QuickBooks online. And then like my point of sale system, everything that's coming in for my revenue is through Square. Mm-hmm. Um, so Square links also to my QuickBooks as well. So it'll come into my QuickBooks every single day as sales or transactions or um, so anything that I've spent on my credit card or any transfers I'm doing from my checkings to savings accounts or paying myself. Okay, um, amazing. Which sounds, again, I don't know if this sounds complicated to a listener, but again, if you find a CPA, you go in, they will help you set up your QuickBooks, run you through. There's also YouTube, like you can YouTube anything and just kind of say, how do I run general QuickBooks? But QuickBooks also walks you through everything step by step. And I feel like if I've taught myself that or wasn't afraid to ask questions to a CPA, then anyone can. So Um, And then lastly, a business lawyer. So I didn't do this, but I've been learning a lot more over the last year about the importance of just setting up contracts or your, um, you know, consent forms or just like your business entity stuff, like having someone you can go to to ask questions or help you just get your business stuff set up or just say, hey, I don't know what I might need from you. Can you show me you know, this is my business plan. This is my entity. Like, can you help me um, see what I need for my business? But I did write down, um, there's this girl on Instagram. Her name is Danielle Stead or Steed. I don't know if I'm saying it right. So Danielle.steed, S-T-E-A-D. And she's on Instagram and she's a small business legal um, account. And she's just, she shows up on stories every day. She's so cute and fun and like relatable. And I've asked her questions in the past, and she does one-to-one consults. She's in California, but she helps people everywhere. So, yeah. That's amazing. I'm going to reach out to her. I asked her the basics, and I feel like I just word dumped on you. But, um, yeah, getting your license, your business license entity, bank accounts, your QuickBooks set up, or some sort of bookkeeping set up for your business, Um, and a business lawyer, I mean, really, and a CPA. Yeah, no, I think that is so important. And I think at first it might be like, oh my gosh, there's so much to do, but you're setting yourself up for, for success. So down the road, you're not so overwhelmed. Exactly. Because I mean, speaking from personal experience, because I used to own my own business before I started working at Revive and I did not go about it the right way. Like I didn't get a CPA, I didn't get a lawyer. Like I was doing it all myself and it was overwhelming. Um, And so, yeah, I just think that's so smart to do that. So down the road, you're not overwhelmed. Yeah. And then, I mean, setting yourself up for success and getting organized from the get-go, you're going to make so much less mistakes in business. You're going to be better prepared for tax season and for your finances. Um, 
things are just going to run smoother so you can focus more on what you do. Like show up to work and do facials and you know that everything is kind of taken care of on the back end. Um, or at least you have enough of an understanding and footing and like foundation to be able to go through your month to month kind of headache free. Totally. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, you ready to jump into these questions? <laughs> okay. The first one says, how much should you pay yourself? Okay. So paying yourself, I feel like is one of the biggest questions I have gotten. People ask all the time, like, how do you pay yourself? What do you pay yourself? How do you know what to pay yourself? There is no like right answer, but I'm just going to say from what I've learned, these are my tips. So consider first, like, what amount do you need in your personal life to be okay? So like your bills, your living expenses, your fun money, all things business aside, like, what do you need to live off of every single month? Um, Because that number kind of matters and you need to be able to pay yourself to live to even operate your business. Now look at your business and take into account what are your fixed and um, variable operating expenses. So your fixed expenses are going to be your rent. Um, I don't know. What else is a fixed expense? like? Just like your overhead for product, back yeah, bar, repayments. Yeah. yeah. And then your variable expenses, like what things that might change every single month, but you will have constantly like you'll constantly be spending money on things every single month. So just know your general operating expenses. Take into account tax savings, any debt consolidation if you took out a loan to start your business or if you racked up a credit card. Um, And then also take into account building a business savings or like a profit account. Now, again, that sounds like a lot, but those are things to consider when you're figuring out what to pay yourself. Now, I read the book Profit First, and that's a resource I recommend to literally everybody. It was recommended to me by so many people, and once I read it, I was like, wow. It's a little bit of information overload, but it's broken down. Have you guys read Profit First? No, Mm -hmm. but I've seen it. Okay, you have to read it. It's on my list. Alita, you will have read that. (laughs) So Profit First, um, I like to say take what you like, leave what you don't. So... Which actually I stole from the Skinny Confidential. They say that. Love it. Yeah. With their podcast. Because there's so many resources out there and you don't have to agree or like implement everything that someone says, but you're going to learn so much by just listening and reading these resources. Um, but with Profit First, I took it very literal at first. So they, he says like open five accounts. Um And (laughs) I literally went to my bank and I was like, I'm going to do the whole profit first system. And for a few months I did. And for a lot of reasons, it just didn't work for me. But what I say is take what you like, leave what you don't, because I took so much valuable information from profit first. And then I found a system that did work for me from all the tools he taught in that book. Um, So what I will tell people with reading profit first is start small. Don't take all his stuff literal and go, don't go open five accounts right away. Just kind of ease into like setting up an organized system for your business. So like for me, that looks like uh, I have a checking, a savings that I actually call my income account, my profit account, and my business credit card. Um, and then let's see, lastly, on figuring out the amount you need to pay yourself, uh, typically someone should shoot for, uh, was this right? 
40 to 50% of your um, gross business revenue. So like if you're grossing, if your business is bringing in $100,000 in a year, you should be paying yourself around 40 to 50% of that is what your end all take home for that year is probably going to be. Um, Again, that's going to be so different for everyone in every type of business and every type of like amount someone's business is bringing in. And for me, what I've gotten to is I'm actually set up with my CPA now as a LLC filing as a sole or as a S corporation. And when you're filing that way, you set yourself up on payroll. So I have set up a weekly amount that's just fixed for me that every single Friday goes into my account the same amount of money um, year round. So I don't even have to think about what I'm paying myself. My business could have done phenomenal that week and I could have paid myself so much more or it could have been really a really bad week, but I know that I still have that same amount coming into my account. And the reason being is filing as an S corporation, you have to have yourself on payroll, which does just make things so much easier. Um, and you can always bonus yourself like more, like you can always transfer and take an owner draw from your business account and pay yourself more, but at least you're getting a consecutive paycheck every single week from your business. So, okay, I have a question. (laughs) So, you said your S Corp. So, did you like talk to your lawyer and CPA to figure out like what was best for you? Because I know there's like S Corp, E Corp. There are like so Mm -hmm. many things that can be so confusing. So, this was like one of the most frustrating things for me with business was my first year, I started in May of 2020. And from May to December, or like April or May. So, that's only like seven months or so. I could have filed as an S corp that first year, but I, to file as an S corp, that's your tax election. So that's how your CPA is going to help you file your taxes. It's not your business entity per se. Your entity is either a sole proprietor or an LLC. Um, You can't file as an S corporation if you're a sole proprietor. So that's why I've posted on my stories and stuff. I think it's so important to just start your business out as a limited or what is, what does LLC stand for? <laughs> Limited oh, Liability yeah. Corporation or something. Yes. We all know. But yeah. So I think it's really important to start out um, if you're opening a business or if you haven't switched from a sole prop, switch to an LLC because the more money you make, the more and the more serious you take your business, you're going to save thousands of dollars in tax season if you can elect to file your taxes as an S corporation and you can't do that as a sole proprietor. As a sole proprietor, you're paying so much more in self-employment taxes. Um, yeah. If you make over like 40 ish, 40 or $50,000 that you have yeah. to make to even file that way. So I yeah. feel like a majority of solo estheticians are probably bringing that in. I mean, you should be, and you could be saving so much money. So yeah. my wow. second year I had, a really good year. That was 2021. And that's when I learned about S Corporation and I had to pay so much in taxes and my CPAs, I actually had switched CPAs and she finally like told me that I could be filing as an S Corp, but I have to set it up for the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is my first year filing that I'll be filing as an S Corporation. So I'll see how much it affected, um, like how much I was able to save in taxes. Um, but regardless, it just makes the the year easier being having myself be put on payroll not having to think about all that 
Um, and just knowing that I'm a little bit more taken care of, there's other reasons to be an LLC over an S corp of, or over a sole prop also for like protection of your business and stuff too, um, protection of your personal assets. So there's just so many reasons I'm like, just be an LLC. And, um, one of my, uh, what's the word? I still postpartum brain, you guys. So girl, it lingers <laughs> for the rest of time. Um, yeah. It, then it just turns into mom brain, I guess. Right? Yes. Yep. Um, one of my other resources for people to follow on Instagram is, um, I think her Instagram handle is just small business CPA, Michelle Cook. So follow her on Instagram. She talks so much about business entities, um, LLC, sole proprietor, S corporation, C corporation, that kind of gets a little bit, that's over my head, but I'm just right. I feel like where a lot of people are, where I'm like, make sure your business is an LLC, make sure you're talking to your CPA about if you should file as an S corp. Okay. And kind of going off of that, because you talked about the book and different people to follow. Are there any other like class or book recommendations that you have? Um, yeah. So my my resources. Ooh. So the points guy on Instagram for credit card information. Um, credit cards are like a whole. I mean, I feel like I don't even know if that's relevant to what this topic is today, but I feel like I mean, I've seen other estheticians post about like their Amex and stuff and how they're literally taking um, like their whole vacations are paid for from their Amex points and like their hotels. And I mean, in our industry, too, if you're driven and you're wanting to go to um, like all these conferences and conventions and stuff like you can be getting so much travel for free if you're savvy and knowledgeable about all the perks and benefits of credit cards. And like I said, it's important to be educated on credit cards and how to safely and properly use them and not get yourself into trouble, um, aka get yourself into just debt and be paying interest on credit cards, of course. Um, But it's such a good tool to be able to rack up points and rewards with credit cards. So following the points guy on Instagram, um, other resources, honestly, YouTube. I've just learned so much from YouTube and Google. I feel like a lot of us maybe forget that we could just literally type in a question and be like, oh, here's so many like articles and videos I can just learn really quick. Um, so trying to be self-sufficient and um, like a self-starter and problem solver and just kind of like diving in and doing your own research. Um, another resource is literally like Instagram messaging. So like asking people questions, people ask me questions all the time. Um, and I reply to every DM and I've asked a lot of people questions and just making connections and starting conversations. And, um, lastly, just going in to talk to people, I feel like can be scary and you feel stupid or dumb sometimes, but I have called like my local bank that I bank with and run all my business stuff through just to set up a meeting to like ask questions. Sometimes it doesn't always go well. And sometimes people aren't as helpful as you wish they were. But that's like a huge under, what is it, undervalued resource is just make an appointment with a local CPA, make an appointment with a local lawyer or your banker and just write a list of questions and say like, I need help and like let people help you. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that's 
Those are good resources. Well, that's, no, that's, that's great. Very helpful. I think we do forget that we have so much at our fingertips just on our phones. Yeah. No, like YouTube is probably one of my favorite resources. I just and podcasts. I listen to podcasts all the time. Um, that's how I find people too. I think one of my my favorite podcasts is the Skinny Confidential because they've interviewed so many different types of people that have opened my mind to like, oh, like I should follow this girl on Instagram or this guy on Instagram. And now I learned this whole new realm of like, I think that's how I found the points guy actually was through the Skinny Confidential podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, And just so many people, you know, so yeah, podcasts, books, YouTube, um, and then just not being afraid to Google things and go in locally to people. So that's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. What are the best spreadsheets for expenses and income? So this kind of goes back for me to, I use QuickBooks online. I'm a huge, just QuickBooks fan. I feel like it's so user-friendly. A lot of accountants and CPAs know how to do all that. I mean, they're very, um, proficient in QuickBooks. Yeah. So that helps you out too. Um, it's clean. It's user-friendly. Um, but some people are so old school and still literally use an Excel spreadsheet and like to break everything down themselves and That's keep track of everything themselves. Did you say yeah. that to you? No, Ryder, my husband, like oh. he literally every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, he goes in and does all my bookkeeping, like no, for myself can't. and for my employee. He does like, he writes it on every product that I sold, like how much so, it was, like everything. Yeah. That's why I, I literally could not do that. Half I'm of my impressed by that. It. Cause I'm I would be doing QuickBooks, but writers like, no, I got this. I'm like, <gasps> it's only like 30 bucks a month, dude. Like that's I'm not insane. paying you 30 bucks a month to do this. Yeah. <laughs> but no, well, he, no, but like, I will say more power to people who do things that way because here's the perk to that. You're so um, aware aware of all of your numbers in your business. For me, my QuickBooks, unless I'm going in intentionally on my QuickBooks and looking at my business overview, printing out my reports and like checking things, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. So I go in there and I quickly just approve all my like transactions, code them correctly or whatever. Um, And then I'll just see my general number of, oh, I made this much this year so far and I've spent this much on expenses. And you can go in and see your profit and loss sheet and all of that, print those out. Um, But yeah, the people who are doing like the Excel spreadsheets and kind of doing that, you're very aware of everything coming in and going out of your business, every transaction, every dollar you've spent. Yeah, um, he's doing the most. He like cracks yeah. it down to like the pennies and he's like, I am five cents off. Where did I go wrong? And he'll like wow. go through and like figure out where that came from. Like you could literally name any product from any of the lines that I carry and he will be able to tell you exactly how much it costs, what line it came from. Oh like, God. it's really wow. amazing. He's like, oh, detoxifying scrub mask. That's from Skin Better. I'm like, I can't this. even tell you, you how much it. all of the products are. Seriously. You guys also like pop quiz my husband and be like, what is retinol? And he'll be like, <laughs> you literally use it every night. And he'll be like, wait, is that the, like the what cream thing that helps with you know, XYZ? But I'm like, okay, you can know these things by now. But yeah, oh, protect so writer at all costs. Wow. Yes. Yeah, he's doing the most. Love it. Okay. Our next question is, how do you reach your financial goals in business? Um, that's hard. 
personally, like I'm a huge list maker, goal setter, manifester. Um, I think like writing things down, again, taking it back to being aware of your numbers and your reports, like if you do have systems or even an accountant, like you can't have an accountant completely run your or a bookkeeper completely run your QuickBooks. You can be completely hands off with your bookkeeping all year. Um, but then it's really on you to go in and like check your reports, check your sales. I mean, even just going into your square, if you operate from square through your business, um, you know, printing out and seeing like, oh, I did so much of this service this month or sold so much of this product, but I sold nothing of this product or this service, you know, performed like crap. So, um, wait, remind me the question again. How do I goal How you reach your financial goals? Yeah. So, um, being aware of your reports, your numbers, you have to, you have to intentionally spend that time studying your numbers, studying your, how your business is doing. And I feel like that's easy for a lot of us to just kind of forget to do, uh, I mean, I do all the time. I'll go in sometimes and it'll be like three months since I've even looked at any of the numbers or any of like my stats or, you know, my client retention, anything like that. Um, And all that stuff is so important to continue to grow and say, okay, how can I do better this month and actually like write actionable steps down for how you can improve from the month before or why something didn't perform the way you wanted it to. Um, it just helps you analyze your business more and kind of see where you can do better. Also, like for me, I just write things down all the time. So I'll just make goals weekly, daily, monthly, um, and just constantly like brainstorming and writing your goals down and seeing your goals. I feel like that's just how you can help achieve them. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Um, how do you project bringing on a new service and how profitable it'll be? Um, I think that's all down to like how much work you're going to put in for that new service. Are you going to put the effort in to market it? Are you educated inside and out on that new service to be able to educate your clients about it? Um, I mean, I'll just use like hydrofacial, for example, if you buy a machine, you should, you know, do the connect program with hydrofacial. You should throw yourself into the company, take advantage of all the resources they have for education. Um, I mean, Glymed, if Glymed launched a new like peel, you want to do a webinar on their, their peel protocol, like print out the protocol, do, do it on yourself, do it on a friend or family member and take before and afters. Like you have to just put a lot into that service. And I think, when you share outwardly, like how passionate and how educated you are on it, like it will do well. I don't know. Do you guys have any other I, advice uh, for that? I agree. I know. I totally agree with that. Um, I remember like when I got my hydrofacial machine, that was like my goal was just to just dive right in and make it my number one service. And like, I think that that's why like in the beginning, like at least for myself, I was able to kind of hit the ground running and just start off doing pretty well with like my clientele was because I was promoting like how much passion I had behind the service that I was bringing on. And I mean, I, I set goals for myself in that way of just like, okay, I would like to make X amount, but 
truly like I I'm marketing because of my passion, not necessarily because of how much I want to make off of it, but because of how much I care about this service. This is like my goal for myself. You both do that really well. Like Rachel too, it's like everything Revive brings on. You're so like eager and like passionate about it and excited and it shows through like onto your Instagram and I'm sure all of your clients just by seeing how excited like you are about a new service, like that's going to get you booked. Like I I think totally again, that's something people overthink. Be educated on it. Try it out. Get excited. Share your knowledge about it and you're it's going to do well. Yeah, Yeah. I I agree. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, our next listener asked how much to set aside for taxes and in parentheses, she said percent wise. Okay. Yeah. Um, everyone's going to tell you something different. So first and foremost, that's a question to, um, 100% ask your CPA because they will know your business. They will know what you're filing as, what your business entity is and all that stuff matters. But general, Rule of thumb, people will say 20 to 30% of your um, business revenue should be put aside for taxes. Now, what I will say is if you – I try to do 20%. So I try to save 20% of my revenue for taxes. Now, say you, again, for sake of numbers, $100,000 was your yearly – what your business did that year (laughs) in sales – if you saved $20,000 for, that's 20% for taxes, that's actually not even taking into account all of your expenses and deductions first. So say you spent 30% on expenses and deductions. So you really are down to your business having done $70,000 in um, profit or sales. So you're actually... 20% on that 70,000, not 20% on that 100,000, meaning that if you were saving 20% of your sale or your income for taxes, you're going to be saving well enough for tax season. That's my mindset. That's kind of what's been right for me in the past. That's what my You want to save more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then have to owe more. Exactly. But I do think that if you're paying upwards of 30%, like you're doing something wrong, I don't think that's, I think anyone who says you need to put 30% of your income aside for taxes is a little bit, I mean, if you can do that and you do that, great, your business is just going to have more of a profit at the end of the year. So more power to you. But I think 20% is a great goal. Yeah. Great. Um, Okay. How to stay consistently booked. Tell us how to do this, Miracle. (laughs) Um. I mean, there's so many tips. I think one of the biggest tips goes back to sharing your education and your passion for what you do. Um, sec- are we saying staying booked in your business with clients? Yep. Um, one of the easiest tips and like simple tips is just remembering that you're the professional. You're the one in charge of the situation when you have a client and you take them back into your room and you take them out to check out. They kind of trust you and you need to have that confidence in yourself to just say like, oh, you know, how does this time and day work in about four weeks? You know, like get them pre-booked and don't make it a question. They'll tell you if they're like, you know, let me just check my schedule or I'll book online. You say no problem, but you should just make it a standard to rebook all of your clients um, 
And I feel like once you kind of get in the habit of that, you realize how many people will just get on your books. Um, No questions asked. So that's a huge way to kind of fill your books um, and stay consistently scheduled. Um, I don't know. What else do you guys think? I think that's great advice. Um, I feel like at first for me, I was a little uncomfortable doing that. We Um, all are. Oh, my gosh. It took me so long to do that. I feel like it's only natural to feel uncomfortable. But once I started changing the way I worded things, like, oh, it's okay. You don't have to come. Or, you know, like, don't be so awkward about it. Like, I feel like I definitely noticed a difference in my books. Just being like, okay, let's get you booked out four to six weeks. Does this work for you? And like you said, they will tell you if they can't do it. And that's fine. You know, and another tip too is it's hard because when someone is newer or maybe not full or starting out, like we just said, we all kind of start out not as confident, but kind of just like fake it until you make it. Like put blocks on your schedule if you have online booking that makes it look like you're more full than you are. And yeah, in the beginning, it might kind of screw up your days a little bit, but that will show clients that like, oh, her availability is a little bit slimmer. Um, if you do have someone in person and you are completely open the next week, you know, and so on, just kind of pretend like you're not. Just say, hey, these spots fill up really fast. How about we get you on the books for four weeks? You know, just fake it till you make it because you got to start somewhere. And if you act like you're so open and um, you have no clients and you don't need to rebook with you then clients won't rebook with you they'll try they'll always stay like a last minute booker and your schedule mm-hmm. will always be open and you know not filling up and yeah so you just kind of have to start somewhere totally yeah i love that okay the next question asks mistakes to avoid with money being an esthetician mistakes to avoid yeah um I mean, just something I did starting out was started with way too much than I needed uh, or way more than I needed to start out with. I already had five years of experience and kind of knew what I wanted, um, like machine-wise, material-wise, everything when I started. But I didn't realize that like starting out, you don't need a lot. You really can just start with the basics. You don't need to spend ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars right off the gate. You can like get going and save up a little bit and build a nest egg, um, and just kind of take things as a little bit slower. Um, you know, not going into massive debt if there's something that you really want to bring on or you're excited about or you're ready to give your all to. For example, like a new skincare line you want to bring on or a machine like hydrofacial, yeah, those are going to be like big, scary investments. And that's not what I'm saying. I think those are important to, you know, not be afraid to spend money on and to invest in, but um, not getting ahead of yourself and making sure that if you're going to bring something on that, you're ready to give it your all. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That's hard. Everyone just handles money so differently. And in the beginning, I wasn't afraid to like, rack up my credit card and just hustle to pay it off in a couple months because that that just worked for me. But for a lot of people, that would get them into trouble. Um, Some people like to save up, you know, three to six months of revenue before they even make a decision like that. Some people will take out a loan. So I think it's all just what you're confident and comfortable doing. Um, 
but I think just not getting ahead of yourself. I yeah, <laughs> I agree. No, that's great advice. Um, how to know when it's the right time to financially invest in more expensive machines? Um, that I feel like is truly just your gut. Like you'll know if something's weighing on you or tugging at you, whether it be a course or a machine or you know like a skincare line or a de- new device. I think there's no like right or wrong time. Again, that can come down to like your personal feeling around finances. But for me, if something's tugging at me and it's weighing on me to get, like I will go for it and get it. And I feel like that's just part of making an investment in your business that you know is going to pay off. Like what is the investment you're going to make? What is the machine you're going to buy or new device you want to bring on? Like, is there a good return on that investment? And are you ready to hustle and dive into it? Because if you are, then it's the right time and you can make it happen and make it work. So really just listening to yourself on that um, and knowing if you can do it. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's, that's great. Okay. I'm trying to not repeat because yeah. some we have lots of questions, but yeah. some of them are repeats. So I'm just trying not to repeat any. Um, Alita, do you see any that? might be good to ask as we're getting towards the end um I mean I have one thing I wrote down just like a general chart that you can shoot for with like finances in your business so if anyone's listening maybe like save this part of the podcast or write this down later and again like this is these percentages are going to be so different for everyone but I feel like these are good percentages um to shoot for but basically 20% of your revenue for taxes, 40 to 50% to you for what you're paying yourself, 30-ish percent of your revenue for your business expenses, and 10% for business profit, which just means like your business savings. So again, at the end of the year, if you did $100,000, you should have maybe close to $20,000 for tax savings. 30,000 of that might've been on your expenses for the year. $10,000 should maybe be in your business savings account. um, And then you could have paid yourself the rest. So again, like if someone is looking at this and has, they're nowhere near any of those percentages or they're, you know, not paying themselves what they wish they could be, or they're spending way too much on expenses or whatever, take those percentage percentages and like look back at your last few months or your year in business um, break down your numbers and look at your, your numbers and percentages and just kind of see where you're at and where you can improve on, um, where you could maybe cut back on or what you need to do going forward to kind of be in those ballpark percentages. But that was given to me by um, a local bookkeeper. I think I'm, I might be off a little bit on those percentages, but that's, I think, about what a business should have. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay. Well, sweet. Okay. Well, I don't have any other question. At least most of those were like repeats about just taxes and things like that. But I just love you so much and I oh. look up to you so much. And we're so grateful that we were able to have you on today. And just you're just a wealth of knowledge. So we'll I... have to have you on like a million more times. For real. <laughs> no, seriously. I think after this tax season, I should come back on and update you guys on how it went as my first year. Yes filing as a sole or as corporation um I'm gonna definitely know a lot more this year filing taxes compared to my last two years in business 
because everything was different for me legal-wise and tax-wise. Um, I mean, and then we can talk about maybe like more advanced things like payroll and having employees. Let's do and, it. You know, Let's do it. All that fun stuff. But I, I think anyone listening to this should like, well, we should have said this at the beginning, but like take notes and um, just hopefully like get inspired to like go analyze all your reports and your numbers and your business and see how you're doing and set goals for yourself. And yeah, it's yeah. all overwhelming, but um, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the way you explained it was so helpful, um, especially for someone who like, like me, like I'm not even in business anymore, mm-hmm. but to me, like all these confusing terms, like even just after talking to you, like I feel like are so much more simple for me now. Good. Like so, this stuff interests me so much and like I love talking about it and sharing it because I've made so many mistakes and I was so frustrated on things that I was never taught or had to just learn myself or figure out myself way too late. But I'm like, oh, we should be talking about this more like the industry yeah. doesn't talk about yeah. the numbers and finances enough that I feel like this could just help so many people not make the same mistakes I did. Totally. I totally agree. Um, so yeah, for anyone listening, if you know an esthetician wanting to go solo, if you are a solo esthetician, if you have a friend who you just want to help out with their business, send this episode to them. And then don't forget to leave us a review and leave Miracle a review. Yeah. The full five stars. <laughs> if you want to see um, Baby Navy on my Instagram, you can yes. go follow my Instagram. I've been not super active on it lately, but that's just maternity leave stuff. But uh, Miracle the SC on Instagram. Yes. And on TikTok, right? Yes. And I will get yes. back into that too. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Well, thank you so much yes, for joining us. We love you. We love you so I love much. You guys. We'll continue to talk to you off air, but we'll see you guys next week. Bye, Bye guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Skin Club podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We would love to hear from you. Also, follow us on Instagram at the Skin Club podcast. Feel free to message us for recommendations on future episodes and let us know what you would like to hear on the next podcast episode. Thanks for listening.